Welcome to One Haas, a podcast devoted to bringing the Haas community closer together through your stories. I'm your host, Sean Lee, and my mission is to help open our eyes to the network we never knew we had. Today, I'm joined by Dilla Patel of the EW2020 class. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. How, How are you? you? I'm, I'm starting to get hungry, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. I'm just joking. You know, tell me a little bit about yourself, um, your background, where you're from. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I grew up in Bombay, mm-hmm. Mumbai, India. Uh, did engineering, uh, uh, you know, very typical <laughs> Asian, Asian thing. Uh, so right after right after college, of course, uh, being engineer, data was one of the key passions. So I picked up the first job uh, with Citibank as a like data engineer. Mm. Uh, it was fun. Come from a business family background, so working in the bank was commercial. So I was good to see like how technology is getting used. In was this commercial. in Bombay or yeah, Bombay? Okay. And when did you move to the US? I moved to US uh, more. Than Four to five years, uh, yeah. Oh wow, pretty yeah. recent. Yeah, pretty recent. Did you move here for a job? Yes. Uh, where, where did you work uh, when you moved here? So when I moved, I was transitioning from Credit Suisse to a startup in machine learning and data analytics called Fractal Analytics. Oh wow. I worked with uh, Fractal Analytics in uh, East Coast, uh, New York, New Jersey, and did some projects in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So I was traveling uh, both coast to coast. How did you get into data science? Uh, so in Credit Suisse, where my last job was, uh, I was working in quantitative research. Uh, back, I guess, for five years back, uh, data science, the term was not coined yet, mm-hmm. uh, but data science, basically, the underlying principles are all statistics, uh, and uh, all banks are pretty advanced. If mm-hmm. you look at the risk models uh, in a lot of banks or uh, insurance, Yeah. They are fairly sophisticated, so I was working on those areas. So, for me, I wanted to move out of very narrow finance focus data and quantitative algo applications to mm-hmm. more customer facing and you know more broader industries. So, Got it. yeah, it was a quick transition. Uh, I of course I had to do some learning because uh, the tools getting used in like banks are very standard tools such as like SaaS or, mm. you know, but in tech companies, uh, the tools are more uh, open source, right? Mm. So R and Python. And so I picked up a bunch of courses on Coursera and a uh, lot of other mediums and uh, did like tens of twenties of interviews and finally cracked something. That makes sense. And how did you make that transition from uh, Fractal to uh, Salesforce? So, you know, from Fractal, I had a project uh, with one of the Fortune 10 healthcare companies in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Salesforce was in the same building. <laughs> I see. But of course, I didn't apply at that time. I really liked uh, West Coast or California environment or weather. And I didn't like the traveling from, you know, coast to coast. So uh, I started looking out for opportunities. Uh, mm-hmm. Salesforce was one of the places where, you know, I really liked the team, uh, really liked the culture and with all the trainings I was getting, mm-hmm. in addition to experience I had in Fractal, it was a pretty relevant role uh, to you know um, what Salesforce was trying to do. Got it. And so, I mean, that's one of the things that we actually want to know more about is how did you make that uh, switch from you know data analytics, mm-hmm. computer science, essentially, to 
you mentioned this earlier to me is why did you want to go into product management? Okay, so product management happened. Uh, that was not a plan earlier, uh, but it happened in my journey in Salesforce. Mm. So I was leading the product development from machine learning analytics products within Salesforce, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I really loved building things by myself. But a lot of time, I felt that I was more focusing on how to build it, mm. but not like what to build it. And mm. th- those decisions were taken by, of course, product managers. Like why you're building it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So it, that's the rule. I, uh, that's a key, key differentiation. You know, if you're a product manager, the buck stops at you. Mm. You are the one who owns what you're building. You know, why you're building, mm-hmm. and whether there's a real business case to build it, right? And mm-hmm. it aligns with your company vision, your product positioning, all of that. So. Uh, of course, if you are on the building side, which is like how to build it, mm-hmm. that's very different. Uh, that's just your passion about building something, which I had. But since eventually I wanted to build something my own as an entrepreneur, I wanted to understand how to go about solving customer problem. Got it. Uh, and that's what motivated me to think about that. Hey, is there something I need to learn mm-hmm. before I start something my own? And look like product manager uh, role would mm-hmm. help me to acquire those skills. Yeah, that's what motivation for me to move uh, into product management. That makes sense. And so you're someone who was able to transition into product management before coming to Haas. You know, a lot of students come to Haas to mm-hmm. transition into product management. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you were able to accomplish that? Sure. So I guess it took me uh, quite a while. To make a transition, because mm-hmm. if you are any you know established company like Salesforce, uh, the hiring manager can always hire somebody from the market, right? right. Uh, with the same salary. Yeah. And if you are like one of those top tech company like Salesforce, uh, uh, it's very you can easily get a very good talent, right? Right. With the uh, uh, with the money you pay, so that is definitely difficult, but. Uh, I think it's a journey, nothing else. Uh, mm. I started looking opportunity both outside and within Salesforce. Mm-hmm. So you know, in any role, there are some cultural nuances of like what people talk, how people talk about it, mm-hmm. things, what is the process followed, and you know, how you engage with multiple stakeholders. So, so I started doing that. I reach out to uh, folks I was actually working with, right, mm-hmm. and said, hey. Looks like this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I'm already working with you guys to build these products. Yeah, how do I get closer to you know what you guys do? Right. So, uh, what I would recommend that the most easiest transition in product management is from if you are an engineer, that's the most easiest thing. Yeah, makes sense. And if you do MBA, that's the like the best thing to do. Right. If right. you want to move, so if you are already in MBA and engineer, you should feel really happy about it because that's the easiest transition. Yeah. Product management is not very old role. It's relatively like ten last ten fifteen years mm-hmm. role. So, like people are still figuring out how to hire. Got it. Lot of uh, new companies just hire people with experience. Mm-hmm. So if you're an MBA, because you get to do internship, that's the second you know easiest entry point. Got it. And having technical background certainly helps. So yeah, I think if you're in a if you want to make transition be, before MBA or without MBA. The easiest thing is if you are working in a company in a tech, uh, which I was, mm-hmm. 
uh, and working on the engineering side, it's the most easy because you show just confidence to your team that, you know, you are up for it mm-hmm. and start picking up some of the elements, right? You know, start. I started presenting my features as well, not just like building it, but then presenting, working with the product team. And since when I decided that this is what something I want to do, mm-hmm. I started taking some uh, side projects. Mm. That's a great way to actually demonstrate the skills and build as well. A lot of times there are a lot of courses which you could do. Mm-hmm. I did one course called Pragmatic Marketing, mm-hmm. which is kind of industry standard as well. Uh, on where? Uh, it happens all over, international and here as well. Here it happens in San Francisco and San Jose. It was uh, called product? Pragmatic Marketing. Oh, Pragmatic Marketing. Okay, yeah. Okay. And that was offered by Coursera? or No, it's a, the institute General called Assembly? Pragmatic Marketing Institute. Pragmatic Marketing Pragmatic Institute. Institute. Okay. In fact, some companies have a pre-qualification. So there are a bunch of folks from HP and some of the companies. Mm-hmm. If you get hired in a product role, even if you like senior director or VP, yeah, you got to. If you haven't done that course, you got to do it. Got it. It's a very well-defined research uh, framework. That's got all it. it is. Makes sense. Definitely helps. You know, if you know the framework, mm-hmm. people who are interested would definitely consider that you have really shown the interest. So I was I was going all around, right? Doing yeah. courses online, talking to people outside. Started getting some interview calls as well. So I started picking up uh, some of the external interviews as well. Internally, I took up a side project. So what would happen is whatever uh, I'm learning in a side project, when mm-hmm. I'm interviewing somebody, I can demonstrate that, you know, I'm not like brand new to this, but mm-hmm. I'm already doing something, right? So that process went for a year and right. finally I got a couple of opportunities. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, of course, I did work in that one year yeah. within Salesforce. Then finally I moved out. To, uh, to Groupon? Yeah. That's awesome. So, I mean, that really begs the question, uh, you are in a role that, you know, many people are seeking in the MBA. So what brings you to the Haas MBA? Oh, I'm a career advancer. Uh, and I mean, the eventual goal is to start something my own, mm-hmm. but I want to understand the pieces of it, right? The uh, How to think about ideation or design thinking, or mm-hmm. once you have ideas, right? How you go through iteration mm-hmm. and build a product. Example yeah. could be Lean Launchpad. So. Berkeley offers some phenomenal, uh, you know, courses. Resources. If you want to go entrepreneurship, resources and yeah. you know, so I w- definitely that's one. And mm-hmm. secondly, you know, Berkeley has, uh, you know, if you want to grow as well, there are a lot of courses which helps you. And so I guess just advancing my career in a product while mm-hmm. I figure out entrepreneurship Makes sense. and maybe trying both in parallel. That's what attracted me to Berkeley. And of course, I get to talk to many awesome people like you. So (laughs) people is definitely the key aspect (laughs) of choosing Berkeley. That's true. That's absolutely true. Because you're a career advancer, so far, you know, with your core courses, what are some courses that really helped you in your career so far? Sure. So I guess uh, some of the core courses are definitely can be applied Mm. in the product role. Uh, If you're in product, you're always telling stories. So... Mm. Example, leading communication, you know, the way elevator pitch and a lot of elements are taught. Yeah. I did apply and got some compliment as well got it. Uh, in the in my work. Uh, that is one. Marketing is, of course, very related to, uh, you know, what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so learning the frameworks in marketing and I'm now currently doing strategic brand marketing because I've built some courses. So all these courses are typically very related because as a product manager, you work with marketing team day in, day out. You think about how your product is marketed and you know uh, whatever you're building for customers, how the product is going to be positioned. Right. So 
yes there are some of good courses you know starting from first year as well yeah. which we could definitely leverage and now that we're going to move into electives uh, what are some electives that you're looking forward to sure uh, i guess i'm very narrowing down uh, two streams of course one is entrepreneurship which mm-hmm. is lean launchpad and opportunity recognition some of those mm-hmm. but from product standpoint i already picked up one uh, the study brand management mm-hmm. next one i'm thinking about a uh, pricing because you know even if you're doing a startup or you building a product yeah you want to think about the pricing aspect which is very uh, key element of it absolutely so pricing is the next one for now those two looks pretty strategic for product mm-hmm. management role that's great are you thinking of starting a company while you're at Haas I like launching is that what you're looking for to do say applying to to launchpad or or any of these entrepreneurial yes definitely that's I'm definitely ecosystem. considering it uh, uh, I wanted to keep the later half of the program because uh, I I find first year very intensive so yeah. uh, I'm thinking like let me finish all lot of lot of the core elements mm-hmm. and then jump into electives and think about how to take my ideas to you know some market launch or some uh, you know uh, iterations right. That's that's very smart. One of the previous podcasts I interview a 2018 mm-hmm. he's graduating uh, EW. I don't know if you uh, were able to see it but from uh, Kurosh. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have you met him before? Uh, I've not met him, but I definitely saw the post. Uh, yeah, I'm, he, I'm very curious to reach out to these guys. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he launched um, with some other classmates or friends. Uh, Ping, they found this this niche and this this demand for basically legal billing because the lawyers are still billing in mm-hmm. Excel. Mm-hmm. It was super inefficient, but they wanted to uh, disrupt that. So, and so they they actually. In terms of timeline, I guess I'm just sharing. It sounded like they they launched it like spring of you know the the second half, actually exactly the second oh, really? half of his uh, wow. EWMBA. So yeah, that's I, good. I'm, I'll definitely reach out and learn. You know how how did they pace with the study? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely struggling with the new job and a uh, lot of intensity mm-hmm. in the program. But uh, I'm hoping second year it'll get uh, you know more more time. Yeah, more time. That's something I will share with you because I was just talking to Jen about this. The one thing we both noticed is that Haas students and the Haas environment is very friendly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seems a little intimidating at first because there's so many of us, mm-hmm. but I've never had any issues just reaching out to someone and asking, "Hey, can I learn more about this?" You mm-hmm. know, like even talking about you, especially. This is something I shared in an interview that I did for a Haas article uh, a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. Was just how amazing our WhatsApp group is or our Slack group mm-hmm. is where someone will ask, hey, can I, can someone help me practice for product management interviews mm-hmm. or can someone give me some pointers on my resume? And you know, you and so many other people just immediately jump on and say, absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. let's uh, find a time to meet. I think that's the spirit that yeah. is amazing about Haas. Yeah, so. I've, I've always never got a like no for now, till mm-hmm. now, from anybody I reached out. I guess credit goes to our dean the awesome team which yeah. i will definitely miss uh, his four principles are like so awesome i agree you can just feel so proud when you tell about university uh, starting with principles mm-hmm. and part of that is you know definitely like community uh, yeah. and you know helping each other so uh, yeah Beyond it's yourself. a it's a two way stream right so yeah. okay that's great is there anything else you would like to share uh, it's on the top of your mind for about product management that you think people should know I guess there's a myth uh, a lot of people find this that uh, though I already gave some bias that if you're a technical 
mm-hmm. it's very easy mm-hmm. but i've seen a lot of phenomenal people having uh, liberal arts and other background mm-hmm. being a great part of managers mm-hmm. so since i changed couple of careers mm-hmm. from like you know quantitative finance to machine learning or data science and to product management i think it's just a process mm-hmm. uh, it took me a year yeah. uh, to do a full transition mm-hmm. to some people it takes longer mm-hmm. you know so don't give hopes uh, <laughs> it's it's highly possible and if you're in berkeley has uh, pretty you know reasonable to think you can pursue yeah, it there are resources and yeah, there are resources help out. yeah yeah and a lot of people help out as well yeah. that's great Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Dil. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in today. My aim is to bring the Haas community closer together through your stories. We're always looking for Haasies willing to share their stories and experiences so that we can give you more insights into the different programs, different careers, and ultimately different perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to email me for suggestions on how I can improve this podcast, or if you have any recommendations on people or content you'd like to hear. My email is reachshawn at berkeley.edu. That's spelled R-E-A-C-H-S-E-A-N at berkeley.edu. 